0: Sahanāvavatu, sahanau bhunaktu, sahavidyam karavāvahai, tejasvināvadhī tamastumā vidvishāvahai. Om shānti shānti brahma gurur vishnu Devo Maheshwaraha, Guru Param Brahma, Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha, Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha. The 30th Shloka. Repeat after me. Ojas Tejo Diyuti Dharaha Ojas Tejo Diyuti Dharaha Prakashatma Pratapanaha Prakashatma Pratapanaha Riddhas Pashta Ksharo Mantraha Riddhas Pashta Ksharo Mantraha Chandram Shurbhaskaradyutihi, Chandram Shurbhaskar <coughs> So we have seen till spastaksharaha. Now mantraha. What does mantra mean? Mananat trayate iti mantraha. That by repeating which it annihilates the cause for sorrow and misery is called Mantra. Mananat. Manana means that by contemplating on which. So, Mantra is not just something that has to be uh, constantly repeated, but it has to also be contemplated upon. Now, here Bhagawan is himself called as Mantra. Bhagwan is the very mantra for destruction of what? Destruction of getting out of this samsara. Mananat Trayate. When these mantras are given, depending on who is our Ishtadaiva, There are many mantras. Mantras can be understood as formula. And that formula has to be applied in a certain sequence. If we do not apply it in that same sequence, the results will vary. Isn't it? I am talking from the standpoint of a chemical lab or a physics lab. That when you have a formula and that formula is applied. Electrolysis is it what it is called when you split uh, water? Hydrogen and oxygen, when you split it, what? The process you get. There is a certain system. He's already scratching his head. How can I miss this? Do you remember? Anyways, so there is a certain process. And to understand which test tube has which kind of oxygen or hydrogen separated, there is a flame test. You bring that gas out and then you put a flame and the color with which it burns tells us if it is oxygen or hydrogen. It is a flame test. I may have used the wrong word, but there is a name for it. Similar sounding, not litmus. Litmus is to check if it is acid or base. Anyway, so you have these formulas. And when you have these different formulas and when you apply them, it has to be precise. Similarly, when we apply these mantras... There seem to be discrepancies. I think the boldest uh, sadhu or a mahatma who gave a number and said, do it these many times and you will find Bhagwan in your lifetime. And the mantra was Om Shri Ram Jai Ram Jai Jai Ram Om. It start with Om and end with Om. And he had said that if you chant this, who? Swami Samartha Ramadas, guru of Shivaji Maharaj. So he says, if you repeat this mantra for 12 crore times. And he had done that when he was very young. He used to sit in dark corners. And not get not get to know his friends or not play with them. Always in a very serious gloomy mood. So even today they follow this technique. <clears throat> if somebody is not on track, get them married. <laughs> so once they recognize their responsibilities, they will start behaving normal. So the saying is if they are mad, get them married. Or if they get married, they get mad. In both ways sayings are there. I don't know which one is true. So they thought they were his parents were advised to get him married. And there was the you know Kalyana Mandapa. On that mandapa, there was the girl and boy. It was hardly balviva. He was probably what 8 or 10 years old and the girl was 7 years old and they were getting married. And the Purohit, the Pandit who was sitting there, just before you tie the uh, Mangal Sutra, there is this Savadhana Mantra. Muhurta Savadhana, Sulagna Savadhana. That is actually Savadhana calling for attention of all those who are participating. Usually when there is a wedding happening, the poor bride and groom are on the stage. Their parents and the Panditji is on the stage. Couple of helpers who are running on and off the stage. Rest of them are goofing off with so much of gossip, so much of business, so much of various talk, chit chat that is happening. So the attention is not on this boy and girl. So, just before that Muhurta, when the wedding has to occur, he calls for attention. That, hey you all who are sitting here, attention, pay your attention here. So, when he, the Pandiji called for attention, you know, he says it three, four times. Samartha Ramadas, he was still Ramdas then. He started thinking, why is he, for whom is he saying this Savadhana? Maybe he is talking to me. That you are getting into a uh, unnecessary grip. Get out. So that day he jumped out of the Kalyanamandapa, the <laughs> wedding platform, not to look back. He ran all the way to Nasik. There, on the banks of uh, you know the Godavari River, he for next about 11 years or 12 years, he spends only on repeating this japa. And he had Bhagawan, you know, walking and talking with him. So, with his own personal experience, he puts it across saying that you chant this mantra Om Sri Ram Jai Ram Jai Jai Ram Om 12 crore times and you will have Bhagawan's darshan. Swamiji, who has time for that? That I did not specify. If you want Bhagwan's darshan, try this. <clears throat> this is a formula given. When Bhagwan's name is uttered, that name rolling on our tongue, that is called Jihwavatara, Avatar. That sound itself, that sound of the name of the Lord, itself is called the avatar of the Lord in the form of sound on our tongue. Jihva avatar. Jihva means tongue. <coughs> Therefore, the custom in our Indian homes or Hindu homes is that we name our young ones the names of gods and goddesses. And, you know, for the sake of fashion and for the sake of uh, how it sounds. I keep listening to these new trend names. And it is all chopped and uh, cut. The day before yesterday I was giving you one uh, such name. Naikar. Naikar. Naikarupa is the full name of the Lord and it is cut into naikar. Sintwin. Sint-win. Yeah, Siddhi Vinayaka hey Ram, hey There is you know somebody's name is Timir. Timir means pure darkness, anthakara. So I asked the parent, I so "Why did you keep this name?" They said, "It sounded good. It comes in our guru's Totram. Agnyaana <laughs> Timiran. So anything that comes in a shloka you will just put a name or what? Since then I have been calling him as Tejo Rupa (laughs) Exactly opposite Tejo Rupa is too long Swamiji Okay Tej Okay Tej is fine Timir What a name to be Names itself are morphed Even if you name them some beautiful name <clears throat> what kind of names there was one recent one which was uh, which was quite a hilarious morphing. His name was Mark, so he introduced himself as or his friends were also calling him as Mark. I said, I was like, you know, you don't know Sometimes they get married into a Christian family or something So I zipped myself up, I said, I kept quiet And he saw that question mark on my face So he sat next to me and said, my actual name is not Mark I said, thank God, what is your actual name? He said, my actual name is Markandeya But Because Markandeya becomes too long I call myself as, they come to our Mala? we are here. I call myself as Mark. Yes, that is remarkable. <clears throat> so we, we, we cut short. If, you're, if somebody's name is Krishna, how difficult it is to say Krishna? So what does it become? Krish. The very purpose for which the name has been given is so that we constantly chant the name of the Lord. Constantly. That is the purpose. What kind of name, what kind of thing, it doesn't matter. Just chant the name of the Lord. And how has it to be chanted? The chanting process is one of the most evolved processes. Whenever there is an opportunity to talk about it, I do keep mentioning about it. So, what is the mantra japa process? Mantra itself is the expression of Lord. It is a name of the Lord that has to be repeated. And as the intensity of devotion keeps increasing you start contemplating on the depth of understanding the meaning and where it is indicating towards. So what should the seeker do first? Sit straight. Not right now. Now you can relax. Whenever I say this, I have that reaction from people immediately. So sit straight. By sitting straight, you will have maximum breathing capacity, lung capacity. So, as much as oxygen that you breathe in, your brain is fresh. That is why, in times of uh, moments wherein the brain requires a lot of oxygen, what do we do? The entire Bhur atala, sutala, vitala, rasatala, maha, everything opens up. And then we consume as much as oxygen possible to revitalize the brain. So sit straight, you will have maximum capacity of air going in. Second step, regulate the breathing to slow inhalation and exhalation processes. This slow conscious inhalation and exhalation process is called Sahaja Pranayama. Or Ramana Maharshi puts it as Pranavikshana. It is the same thing. For advanced seekers, when they sit and observe their breath, it automatically slows down. For many of us who are just initially beginning, it has to be regulated. Like the fan speed can be regulated. Breathing speed also can be regulated. Why is breathing that important? Because breathing and thinking have got a very intimate relationship. Whenever you make someone angry, how is their breathing? Because it is difficult to observe one's own breathing when you are frustrated. Therefore, whenever you make somebody else frustrated, when you make them angry, how is their breathing? It is fast, it is shallow, it is unrhythmic. At this moment, how is your breathing? Describe that normal. Is it deep? It's slow? It's not shallow either. How is your mind right now? Is it calm? Pleasant? Considerably pleasant? So whenever mind is considerably pleasant, the breathing is also in a very regulated pattern. Now, Can we control these thoughts? Because the more we try controlling them, it seems like... It reacts. The more we try to control them, the more it goes beyond our hand to control it. Instead of controlling the thought, instead of controlling the mind, the japa processes start with the regulation of breath. So sit straight and breathe. So as soon as you focus on your breathing, do that 21 times cycle of inhalation and exhalation 21 times. When you did do this cycle 21 times, you will find that the mind has considerably become very peaceful. And this is not a something new technique that is being taught. There are many who have patented this technique and they call it, they claim it as their uh, discovered meditative technique <clears throat> the claim itself tells them, tells us that they are uh, phony because a simple method was introduced in the process called sandhya Vandhana. all that you have to do is first do your pranayama and then do the mantra japa the science behind it is that the The prana vikshan or the sahaja pranayama when you do, the thoughts which are correlating, it seems to be reducing its speed. There are two things with our mind and thoughts in the mind. One, there is a tremendous speed with which it is running. And we keep jumping into multi-various concepts and themes. Parallelly. And we have not trained ourselves to focus on one single given point of theme or thought for a long period of time. We have not trained ourselves to weed out unnecessary data. We are in the onslaught of TMI as they call it, right? Too much of information. A lot of information onslaught is happening. Data is coming in. So, there are multiple channels running and we keep jumping from one theme to the other and the speed with which we are running. So, if you have one or two thoughts and you are jumping from here and there and you are maintaining a speed parallelly, Multi processing being done, understandably good. But then we have multiple layers of it at different angles, and in those different angles, we are not able to concentrate, we are not able to focus, the energies are getting depleted. So, the speed and the multiple contents, multiple themes, both are problem. So, with the observation of breath. What is the first thing that is taken, that, taken to task? The first step that is taken to task is that we reduce the speed with which our thoughts are running or gushing by. It narrows it down. I keep giving this example. When you find that a bunch of 40-50 cars are going dot on speed limit what does it indicate, got it, there is a cop definitely somewhere there. One among those 40 cars is a cop or it is a cop trap, speed trap as they call it, therefore these are the regular ones and they are going in a regulated speed and this I am talking on the freeway, fast speed, school zone is a lame. I mean, you will always be there, but I am talking of a higher speed. At a higher speed, and you are still at that on dot in that specified speed limit, definitely a cop somewhere there. Similarly, the speed of our thoughts can be regulated through the watching of our breath. With whatever else are these trickling thoughts that still persist. Do not dwell on trying to find what thought content it is carrying. Do not try to brand whether it is a good thought or a bad thought or a uh, useless thought. Because the moment you start doing this analysis, you, we already get identified with it. And before long, we are dancing along to the tunes of our own thought. So, do not try to analyze it. Do not try to mess with it, observe that there is a thought, there is a thought pattern, there is a movement. (coughs) Don't try to jump trying to stop that thought. At this point it will be a futile effort. You will have a muddy wrestling with that thought and invariably the thought seems to win. So what do we do at this stage? the next step is introduce the self disciplined self introduced thought that self introduced self disciplined thought is called mantra and do it in synchronization with breathing that you inhale consciously and while exhaling take the name of the lord So you sit straight and then you breathe consciously. You have done those 21 cycles and then you breathe and Om Namah as long as the breath lasts. And do it loud enough so that you can hear it. It should not become a nuisance valued for the rest of them in the family. Neither their presence should become a disturbance to our sadhana, nor our sadhana should become a disturbance to the rest of them in the family or surroundings, wherever we are. Just so that we can hear it. So, by this application, what is happening? Legs are folded in, hands are folded in, the tongue is given a job, so entire karmendriyas are given job. All the jnanendriyas. now what is one jnanendriya which does not have shatter? The ears. So, what do you do? You fill that ear with sounds of your own chanting. Your Karmendriya of Vak, the speech is into the chanting. Sometimes you are given the Japa Mala. So, your Karmendriya of hand is rotating the Mala, the beads of the So, all the karmendriyas, jnanendriyas and the mind are now tied in to one particular mantra. So, at this stage, what happens? Multiple layers of energy is either produced, generated or it is conserved. So, the first layer of energy conservation is that The amount of energy that would have been wasted in these thought patterns which are running in different themes and with different speeds, that has been cut short. Do you know how much energy we waste on these thoughts? Calculated, they said that if there is an intense moment of frustration for, not even anger or rage, intense moment of frustration for 10 minutes. How many, day, how many times in a day do we get frustrated? Don't tell me the count. Your smiles are quite, uh, quite an answer in itself. So, every such 10 minutes of frustration, imagine yourself going on a cycle, on a bike, uphill with winds blowing into you. For half an hour, how much energy that you spend, that much energy is easily spent on 10 minutes of frustration. Either your BP will be high or the one who has done some mischief or something wrong, their BP will be high, either or, or both. That much amount of energy is unnecessarily wasted in 10 minutes of frustration. So, can you imagine how much amount of energy is conserved? That is one layer of energy conservation. Second, as we sit straight and breathe in, we are consciously breathing in, the breath, the life breath itself is an energizing agent, the second layer of energy. Now, the third layer of energy is when we chant the name of the Lord. Every mantra is a sound, is a syllable, which is nothing but sound vibration. And this sound vibration is in its optimal level of producing positive energy. And the intermediary frictions that exist between the mind and intellect, the intellect and the organs of perception and action all these frictionary patterns are also put to rest. So when all this energy is conserved, that conserved state of that bank of energy created is called concentrated mind. Many parents ask, how do we create concentration in our kids so that they can focus on something better?" This is one practical, applicable method. So don't immediately start forcing on your children. First you practice it yourself. And once you get to know this method, you can easily implement it on those whom you are responsible for. So by this process of mantra and its chanting, Mantra in itself, that sound itself is nothing but Lord in his avatar, Jihva avatar. The mantra and the sound energy that it creates. There is this, uh, somebody forwarded this to me. There are these particles on a uh, sound uh, chamber. When the OM sound is chanted, and any sound chanted for that matter, it creates a pattern of vibration on that little film. And on that film, there are these black little particles. So, you say something and it creates a pattern. Many of them are distorted patterns. Some of the cuss words have got the most distorted versions of it. But when you chant Om, when that syllable is chanted, do you know what pattern naturally occurs in that, on that film? It is the Sri Chakra, and this was done by some German or uh, some scientist, and he was stunned. That this is a natural shape occurring when that sound is tested for that vibration. It creates that form in that film, on that, uh, I think you can even Google it up, there is enough on the YouTube or somewhere. You can see the formation of shapes. Those of you who are listening, listen now. Don't immediately start googling it up. Did you start googling for it already? (laughs) I knew that. And the ohm formation, that that whole method starts with Z. ZO, some name. So, when these mantras are chanted, they are of the highest positive energy and it has the immediate soothing effect. Over years of such practice, what is the first level of improvement? The first level of improvement is that when I sit on the seat of meditation to do my japa, My mind, I have gained accessible control over it. Most of the times, our mind is in one direction, our intention is in one direction, our actions are in totally different direction and the responsibilities are pulling in a totally different direction. Mind becomes into an accessible control. After having gained the accessible control, then the ability to direct it whichever direction you choose it to be functional in, second stage, whether it is internal gliding into that meditative equipoise or external. And the best thing is, this whole technique is the most user friendly technique. Why is it the most user-friendly technique? To do your puja and upasana, you have to carry the altar. All these pithadipatis, they carry their altar with them. Their shri chakra and the yantra and the upasana and everything, they tag along with it. Because so they have to do nitya puja. And if you want to, you know, even for a lecture, you need the text and the print and the document and lots of upheaval. Now, in this technique, all that which is required is your time, wherever you are and you find yourself getting into the grips of frustration, excuse yourself, step out. Even if it is a bathroom break. Step out of that environment. And having stepped out of that environment, focus on your breathing. How many times? And how should that 21 time cycle be? Slow inhalation and exhalation. And once it gets regulated, the most beautiful part of breathing is, breathing is one process Wherein there is no ahankara, kartratva abhimana doesn't exist. There is no doership involved. Do you ever have a a gloating, competitive thing? Don't disturb, I am breathing. I breathe better than you. Your breathing sucks. Is there any such comparative analysis? Because there is no doership and in that where there is no doership, there is no comparison, there is no competition, it happens naturally. So it is the most productive technique that can be implemented. So wherever you are, you just have to focus on your breath, do it 21 times. And chant that name, Namas Marana. Whoever is your Ishtadaiva. If it is Lord Shiva, then it is Om Namah Shiva. It is Hanumanji, Om Shri Hanumate Namaha. If it is Ram, you know, Ram Chandraji, it is Om Sri Ram Jai Ram Jai Jai Ram. If it is Devi, Om Shri Matre Namaha. Various mantras. In the market of mantras, you have no dearth of mantras. Choose first who is your Ishtadaiva and then start chanting the name. And you will find the instant impact that the mind immediately calms down. Now in a calm mind, it is easy to look at one's own life, one's own experience, one's own interaction in the most objective manner. And whenever we can zoom out and look at our own life in the most objective manner, we find that wherever there is a problem, next to it, parallel to it is a solution gaping at us. Because we are so invested in it, we are not able to see it. This is in its application in the outside world. Now on the meditative seat, you reach to that point wherein, when I mean, this is not for an immediate application. Or a period of, a few years of application of this japa, when we get to that point that we sit and the mind automatically becomes calm, whenever we have reached to that state, then we can reach to the point wherein I have gathered this energy and then merge into that silence. The totality of my entire mind has been gathered to one focal point and from that one focal point I dive into that silence called meditation. Do not attempt it unless and until you have that accessibility over that mind to bring it at your will to that focal point whenever required. Otherwise. This whole technique will fall flat. And then you will claim long, tall claims. Oh, I have attempted all these things, it doesn't work. This is the easiest way to achieve it. Is there an easy way to deliver babies? The easiest way is 9 months. Right? That's why my question was deliver babies. Not to own children. My specific question was deliver babies. There is no easy method. And this is the simplest method. There is not much of a paraphernalia or not much of it, it just takes your abhyasa. In and through this entire process, that which we are indicating, that which we are pointing to, is that paramatma alone. Sadhya, sadhaka and the sadhana is nothing but paramatma. That which we are trying to reach, sadhya, is paramatma. Who is the one who is attempting at it? That sadhaka who is in ignorance of his own true nature. And what is the true nature? Is paramatma. And who is that what is that sadhana? Is the mantra. And what is that mantra? Is the expression of paramatma. Therefore, we chant Brahmārpanam Padam Brahmahavihi Brahmagnau Brahmana Hutam. Brahmai Vatena Gantavyam Brahma Karma Samadhina The one who is offering, the one unto whom it is being offered, that which is being offered, that which is the resultant of it, all of this is nothing but Brahman alone, that Paramatma alone. Now having understood this, What is it that we have to do? Gear up and incessantly practice it. Whenever an opportunity knocks our door in the form of hard work, it cannot be simplified any further than this. We are not asking you to memorize, if you go the traditional route, they will first say that you learn Sanskritam. So, Sanskritam takes about 8 years. After learning Sanskritam, learn Nyaya Tarka Mimamsa. Having learnt Nyaya Tarka Mimamsa, this is another 12, 12 years plus. Then you are introduced to Vedanta. After having been introduced to Vedanta, Then you get familiar with it. Then you are introduced to bhashya. Then sadhana begins. Lifetime's worth effort. Then sadhana begins. And that entire sadhana process is being given to you in the most user-friendly format. It is still theory. You have to start with theory only. Even when you go to a medical, uh, to become a doctor, you are not given a live sample. (laughs) Have we attempted? Without attempting at it, even to think about it or judge it as hard or easy, is not right, because we have to first, you know, at least attempt at it. Having attempted at it, then we can think about or uh, you know, have at least the, Thinking about it, maybe. yeah, that is how it feels when you first learn to ride a bike. That is how it feels when you will try to learn um, even walking. It didn't come easy, well, it takes about two years to learn to walking. One and a half years to two years. It's a life span of 66 months. And swimming. Did I tell you my experience with swimming? I know the technicalities of physics in swimming. I also understand that because of that buoyancy, it is difficult for me to sink. But something happens when I hit that water. All this knowledge evaporates and all that I see happening is me. No, then I would not be here speaking. (laughs) With the fear that I will hit the bottom, I immediately gasping for some air. I understand the physics. And the only method was to not cave in but to practice it was four or five sittings five five hour sessions by the end of third i could start floating so i tell people when they ask me do you know swimming i said i can sink little delayed <laughs> by then if god sends some rescue i am rescued <laughs> But you know, as in a, um, a filmy dialogue, I wouldn't have gone down without giving it a good fight. <laughs> Who knows? There can be a dolphin that can pick me up and take me around. <laughs> if I have to be saved, I can be saved. That if it is his Leela. In the most dramatic way, optimistic. So, the point is when the method is so simple, all that you have to do is carve out yourself 15 minutes in the morning and 15 minutes in the evening. Start with that, that is the starter. Rain or shine, come what may, stick to this 15 minute scheduling every single day. Don't we have fifteen minutes for ourselves? I'm not asking much. and first of all, I'm not asking for myself, and for yourself. And that too not much, how much? fifteen minutes in the morning? And there is always this <coughs> time expandability theory. Have you heard of it? You have never heard. Because I created it. <laughs> what does this theory th- talk? The theory uh, is very simple to understand. Supposing you, know, you wake up every day on average what? 5.30? 6? You know, those who have to work and their children and you know five thirty, six. 6? Average 5.30? Kuch to 5.30 or 6? 6. 5.30. Okay. So, you wake up at 5.30. And you have certain chores to finish. So, you freshen up, then you have your own coffee, you wake up uh, uh, one by one, you wake them up and then uh, as they are getting ready, then you get ready for breakfast, ready for lunch, pack them up and then, uh, you know, get ready with Before the school bus comes in, shove the breakfast in to the kid. Make sure that all the books and everything are there and pack the bag and keep it ready. (laughs) Is that what happens every morning other than Saturday and Sunday? Oh man. My sympathies to you. (laughs) So, this is the day-to-day pattern. What time do you leave for uh, school or office? What time do you finally leave the house? Seven. Someday, by mistake, you woke up at 6.15. By mistake. Whatever the reasons. All that which were accomplished from 5.30 to 7.00 seemed to very easily accommodate themselves between 6.15 to 7.00. Because we have time, time expandability theory, because we have time, we goof off. The thing is, we are not being efficient. If the same things can be done in 45 minutes, the other 45 minutes in the morning, can be judiciously used. I have now logically shown you time in spite of the busy schedule in day to day life. Of that 45 minutes, all that I am asking you to spend is 15 minutes. And some of the key points where you may want to observe yourself and conserve a lot of time is in. The bathroom. It's not time. You, you clean yourself up, take a shower and get out. Should not take more than five minutes. I know. In the youth empowerment course, <clears throat> we put them on a timer. And they had such reactions, violent reactions. This is not fair, this cannot happen. The thing is, in two minutes, you shower, clean and come out feeling clean. In two minutes, brush and clean up and be ready. By the fifth minute, you are wearing clothes and you are out. The first three days, there was such violent reaction. One and a half a half it is not even 30 seconds to soak, 30 seconds to soap, 30 seconds to rinse. This is for who have short hair. Long hair, once a week, you can spend another five minutes. And this was what I gave them. And the period, they, I said shift to the warm, cozy water, shift to cold water. <laughs> then you will see it, it is impactful. It, it happens like this. And we spend about 20 minutes there. 5 minutes you can get out. 15 minutes again conserved. I am just showing you. Various plots, various time zones, wherein time can be mapped and efficiently scoop out, 15 minutes is easy possibility. However busy your life may be, pledge to yourself for this 15 minutes, wherein sadhaka, sadhya and sadhana are paravatma himself. And please do not do your evening 15 minutes on the bed. Because even while sitting in a classroom environment, we sleep. On the bed, you have 21 cycles. By the time you are done with 4 or 5 cycles, you are already snoring away to glory. So sit and do it, Yeah, morning and evening, morning because it Rejuvenates your system, prepares you for the entire day, evening, because it helps you wind off and calm the system and you will have a healthy sleeping pattern. These two, if you can manage and introduce in your life, you would have done yourself a uh, Beautiful launching pad of a sadhaka in your life. That day, when it is a consistent effort, understand that a seeker or a possibility of a seekerhood to be born is available there. Mantraha. Therefore, I did not, you, you know, conclude this particular. Uh, Name of the Lord yesterday itself because it had so much to be shared about mantraha. Now moving forward. Chandramshu Bhaskaradyutihi. Chandramshu. Chandramshu. <coughs> the presence of moon brings. Kind of a delight And that is why, for ages, it is not just our Bollywood But for ages, poets have always mentioned the moon and its beauty If you have read uh, Rumi Rumi was a Sufi saint And in his works, he talks mostly about the full moon days and you go into our own poets in uh, the Bollywood circle. Do you remember the songs? Chandra, no. Chahara, Chehra, Neel, Si, Jhili, Instead of referring that which would be difficult for many to recognize... I can refer to directly from Ragu Vamsham, mega Sandesham or Kumara sambhavam or even the other ancient Vedic literature, when they refer to moon, it, it, it brings in a delight. Chandram Shuhu, that who brings delight to everyone by just being there, by just being that mere presence in their lives. For somebody who has gone through scorching heat of life, Bhagwan is like that moon's rays which bring delight into the heart of that seeker or devotee, Chandraam Shuhu. Bhaskaradyutihi. Bhaskaradyutihi, the radiating illumination of the sun, he is expressing as the very Centre of this entire earth. So the sun we have already seen in couple of other uh, shlokas earlier. And he referred to various aspects of sun. Bhagwan being referred to as various aspects of sun. We can see it in the next couple of uh, shlokas. <clears throat> but the... The message for the day, mantra, is it understood clearly? Any questions? Many people say that have to sit one sitting, one time. One 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 Many people talk about one asana, one place, one time. It is because mind loves mind loves its multivarious dimensions and never comes to a single point. And to bring that mind to one focal point, one vortex within is the key. And we keep changing the asana, we keep changing the place, we keep changing the time, then that discipline doesn't uh, kick in. Therefore, Sit in one place, designated place. Usually it has to be in front of the altar. Sit in one particular time. During that 15 minutes, come what may. No phone calls, no emails, no TV, no answering, no nothing. In the first one month, people will get annoyed with your 15 minutes. In the morning or evening. Rest of the time they will be fine. But that 15 minutes is what they will pick on. But once they realize how focused you are for those 15 minutes. They will say, okay. Rest of the time when they are available, they are fine. We will go interact with them. But we have to train those who are around us for that disciplined timing of 15 minutes. So, Ojas <clears> Tejo Dhyutidharaha Prakashatma Pratapanaha Riddhas pashtaksharo Sharo Mantraha Chandram Shur Bhaskaraha Bha. Meaning illumination, Bhaskara, the one who is responsible for bringing that illumination, Bhaskarasya dhyutihi, the illumination of such Bhaskara, in whose presence all darkness is removed once and for all. So Paramatma is often referred as that Bhaskara. And his effulgence removes, he does not need to remove the darkness. Just by his presence, the effulgence of his presence, darkness is shattered. Therefore, when the Lord is in your heart, you need not fear about anything of the worldliness. But our... Confidence of or belief in God In God we believe when we say That belief is on a very shaky platform Any silly little thing can crumble our belief system (laughs) Okay, moving forward, repeat after me No questions, right? Amritam (laughs) Shudbhavo Bhānuhu should Bhavo Bhanu, Shashabindo Sureshwaraha, Shashabindo Sureshwaraha, Aushadham Jagatas say Aushadham Jagatas say to who? Satyadhar Mapara Kramaha, Satyadhar Amrutam the one who, is, who was born along with Amrita Kalasha. Who was born along with Amrita Kalasha? There are so many that were born with Amrita Kalasha. Do you know who was born with Amrita Kalasha? The Mantana, the, the Kshira Sagara Mathana when they were doing it. The first thing that was produced was poison, hala hala. Similarly, when we sit down for any meditative spiritual processes, first thing that the mind will spit out is disturbances and restlessness. It is a given. Why does it have to do it when we are doing it? it, it, I am focusing for a spiritual purpose and my mind gets more agitated than it was normal. You take clothes, throw them in the uh, dishwasher, not dishwasher, Washing. washing machine. So, throw them in the washing machine. First round of waters when it comes out, what color is it? dirty murky water. Every time you throw your soiled clothes in there, does it give out this murky colour? Then there is something wrong with the washing machine. Why? I do not like the dirt. That is why the dirt is being removed. That is why there are you know, various steps after that, wherein after you know, few spins, then it rinses it and then flushes it with water again, again spins it around, again rinses it at least 3 4 times. So, that by the last round, when you look at it, there is that clear water in spite of spinning, if you ever get to check. Because we just dump everything and put it to a cycle and then leave. After it is done, it, there is no water or anything. It is all sticking to the sides of it. We just pull them out and dump them in. If you sit down and... So if you stay there and watch it, you will see that the water is clear by the last round. Similarly, when you put this mind for washing, what is the first step that you will come out with? Dirt alone will come out and that is called hala hala, do not spit it out and do not keep it in your heart, keep it in your throat, meaning neither throw it out nor uh, beat yourself up. Therefore, he was called nilakanta, that he neither, neither destroyed the world that he was living in nor allowed himself be destroyed, he maintained that balance. So, along with you know, this poison, various things came about. One of them was Kamadhenu, then Kalpavriksha, Lakshmiji, Airavata. So, along with these things came Bhagavan Chandra. So, he is called. The one who is born along with that amrita. Therefore, in the medicine world It is often said that The plants that grow without being exposed to certain cycles of full moon They do not get fully mature with herbal qualities the moonlight is equally important as much as the sun's light is important. Moonlight is equally important to give that herb the herbal quality. Because he is Amrita Sya, the Amrita Kalasha, and they were born along with it. Therefore, the Amrita's little impact is in Chandra as well. That will come. There are many more words which relate to that. Here it is Amrita. Therefore, it is talking about the Aushadha. Because in this very word, there is another uh, word that he says, Aushadham. So, it is relating to that. There is another word which comes, third word in this shloka is Sashabindhu. Sasha Bindu, when we come to that, we will see. So there are various aspects see whether it is moon or rain or the, the the sun, they have different names. Each name has a specific depth of meaning. Yeah, what you're saying is true that it is related with the mental aspect of it. <laughs> it because lunar. But the specific word for that is different. So, when we will come to that, we will see that meaning, that aspect of it. Sashabindu No, not Sashabindu. Amritam Shudhavaha. And then the next word is Bhanuhu. The Lord is described here as bhanu. Bhanu, that which shines. Shines where anu. Anu meaning to the minutest corners bha is illumination anu meaning he just illumines every aspect of sentient and insentient meaning even in the insentient there is paramatma therefore when prahlada demanded no prahlada's father demanded that he produce narayana from a pillar out comes bursting Narayana in the Nrsimha Rupa. Because even in the insentient, there is Paramatma. Amritam Shudhavaha Bhānuhu. Sashabinduhu. When you look at the full moon, you go outside and look at the full moon, you will find that there is a... A nice mark, like you know, somebody has drawn on the moon's face. uh, Inverted bunny. No, inverted uh, rabbit. Shashaka is a rabbit. Shashanka, the one who has the mark of a rabbit on him. For a naked eye, you may now pull out your, uh, what scope is it, telescope, because the first word that came into my head was stethoscope, no not stethoscope, the telescope and look at that moon, you say there is no such thing, there are craters, when you look at the naked eye, when you look at the moon, the full moon with the naked eye, you will see an inverted hair, inverted rabbit with the two long he- uh, you know, ears and a little shape that you will find. Sesha Binduhu, Bindu Bhagwan appears as this Shashanka or Bindu. Bindu is used here poetically that. You know, when there is an alankara done, there is a little uh, dot that they put on the face. You must know it, right? So, usually, when the mothers put the uh, you know kajal or uh, thing, then then they, they put, they'll put one little tikka there on the face of that little child. Why? To remove what off the drishti dosha. Similarly, the beautiful moon is so beautiful that any drishti dosha, therefore, there is that little mark of Shashanka on the top. Now, what does this moon do, the full moon? Full moon is often considered as the nourisher. And that nourishment, it's, it actually brings in a high. The Bhagavan is that moon which brings out the best, the most delightful aspect of the human personality through that moon. Therefore, he is called Shashabinduhu. Sureshwaraha. You know, the gods are called Sura. And the demons are called Asura. When I did not understand Sanskrit, the way I understood this was, those who can sing in uh, tune, sura, are called devas. Those who cannot sing in tune are called asuras. And as it happens to be, I cannot sing. <laughs> so, I branded myself as asura. Jisko is sur na taal. So, those who do not have sura and tala are called asura and betala. <laughs> Ra means to give. Su means sushtu, to give abundantly, to give uh, prosperity, nourishment, protection abundantly. Those who do that are called sura. Those who snatch these away are called Asura. So, here he is called Sureshwaraha. So, who is this Sura and Asura? Good part of our Antakkarana and bad part of our Antakkarana. They are Sura, Asura. There is constant Sangrama happening. Sangrama, Yuddha, quarrelling, bickering between these two. Who wins? It is not winning about good over bad. That is not the ultimate goal. The good wins over the bad, so that you can transcend all aspects of duality. That should be the goal. Otherwise, we will be stuck in the vulnerabilities of goodness. As much as bad is vulnerable, goodness also carries its vulnerability. Divinity, on the other hand, which supports, that divinity is called Sureshwara. That which is beyond these dualities. Amritam Shudbhavo Bhanuhum Sashabindu Sureshwara Aushadam Jagatasetuhu Those two words have to be dealt together. So we will see it tomaro om Purnamadaha purnamidam purnat purnamudacyate purnasya Purnamadaya purnameva avashishyate om shant shant shanti hari om shri gurubhyo namaha hari om